Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday to you. There is a lot of entertainment news today, weirdly. Um, We'll talk here in a second more about the SAG-AFTRA that they finally reached a deal. We now know who is going to be flipping the switch at the Plaza Lighting Ceremony. We'll get to that later. Interesting things came out of the CMAs last night, um, so we'll get to all that coming up. But the deal is done for SAG-AFTRA. The deal is done, and it looks like, uh, as as the old adage goes, when everybody walks away from the table unhappy, you know that you got pretty much the best <laughs> yeah. deal that you could. And that's really what happened here. Uh, as you know, a lot of the issues that SAG-AFTRA struck because of terrible sentence construction, but you know what I mean. They mirrored the same reason why the writers were on strike for as long as they were. And a lot of it had to do with AI. A lot of it had to do with streaming services and revenue generated by actors' appearances on streaming services versus what happens when an actor appears in a a theatrical release movie or in a television show on broadcast TV or on basic cable. So the streaming services had paid less then I mean, the scale for appearing in a streaming show was less than it would be for appearing in one of those other venues. That's one of the things they sought that the union had sought to fix. And they did see some movement there. So actors appearing in streaming service shows will receive more revenue because of this. But one of the big things that the actors had asked for was a share of streaming revenue. So, for example, if Netflix brought in a billion dollars in a year, just to pull a number completely out of the sky, Mm -hmm. they were initially asking for 2% of that. Netflix and the other streamers balked. Netflix was the loudest about it, which is why I'm using them as the example here. Uh, They balked at that. The actors went down to 1%, still was not accepted. So, finally, they dropped that. There will be no streaming revenue sharing into SAG-AFTRA. So that was one of the big wins for the the studio side of things. But when it comes to AI, they essentially reached the same conclusion and the same deal that the writers did, which is, sure, you can recreate an actor's image using AI. You can can use voice recordings in AI to have an actor say things that that actor never said in a TV show, in a dramatized TV show or a comedy show or something like that. But you can't do it without paying them. So that was a okay. big deal. Uh, they they will allow for recreations um, in the same way that, I mean, that's been happening on TV long before AI. But uh, now that it's there, the potential exists for them to pull an actor who is long deceased out of the grave, essentially, and create new content with them. 
but in order to do that, they're going to have to pay that actor's uh, that that actor's progeny. Uh, so money is going to have to change hands in order to do that. When are shows coming back? I think that's all anyone cares about. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think one of the first places you're going to notice this isn't necessarily in new shows because that's going to take a while to you know to get these things produced and edited and written for that matter and everything else. So that could still be weeks or months away. But one of the first places you're going to notice an impact or an effect from this is in talk shows. Remember that it was okay for an actor or an actress to appear on, for example, the Jimmy Fallon show or on with uh, Seth Meyers or any of them, but they could not talk about struck product. So right. if they were promoting a new movie, you wouldn't be allowed to do that under the conditions of the strike. If the union, which is the next step, if the union members vote to approve this deal, which is almost a foregone conclusion that they will do that then all of a sudden you're going to see actors and actresses for theatrical releases that are happening now able to go on those shows and talk about them and promote them the way that we're used to them doing in the past. So late night's about to get better. At, Much. At the very least, late night is about to improve quite a bit. <laughs> yes. So okay. we'll see that and we'll see, I mean, even things like the the early morning shows, the Today Show and things like that, you're going to see much more of the sort of drop buys by celebrities than we've seen over the last couple of months because what impetus would there be for a celebrity to do that when they couldn't talk about anything that they had done and make money <laughs> off of? Just come by and say hi and chat yeah, right, about sure. life. You, you know how you things could. are going. Yeah. Holidays, whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, th that's going to change very, very swiftly. And, again, the, the deal has been struck between the union and the studios. What hasn't happened yet is that the union rank and file uh, have yet to vote on this. That's days away. When I, I don't know that they've announced a particular date for that yet, but that's that will be within this uh, probably – if not by Friday, it'll happen on Monday that they'll okay. get the vote done because, frankly, the actors want to go back to work. And right. all of the people that have been waiting on them, the makeup artists and, and the support staff for all of the shows and the movies and the things that haven't been being produced, those people have gone without paychecks. They want to get back to work, too. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad they – how long did this go on? Four months? It was a long time. Five yeah. months? Uh, well, and if you if you take the writer's strike, which started first, and kind of yeah. glom that in there, we're talking about close to a year, um, <sighs> which is the longest time since the 1960s. And it was the first time since, I believe it was either 1960 or 1961, that both unions, the Writers Guild and SAG, were out on strike at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, then, good to have everybody back to work for sure. All right. Uh, this announcement was made, I think it was shortly after we got off the air yesterday. Um, they're calling it a luxury travel center, which I think is funny. I've never heard those words used in the same sentence before that we are going to be getting in independence. It is not Bucky's. Uh, that's, what if, I was, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I saw luxury travel center. I was like, we're getting to Bucky's. No, no, we're not. If you have been to both Bucky's and Wally's, which is the one we're getting, I need you to call and compare the two. I have been to Wally's because this is um, this will be their fourth location. But one of the other locations is in Pontiac, Illinois, which is on I-55, which when I drive home and I will at Christmas, I usually stop there on my way. It's like 45 minutes an hour from my mom's house. And so I can talk about Wally's and what's that's what that's like. But I need someone to tell us. You know, if this is the consolation prize for not getting a Bucky's. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. The one good thing about this is that, did I read right that this is going to be the biggest Wally's? It is. Yep. Their largest location yet. 
do to do where'd that version of this go? I thought I saw fifty thousand square 50, feet, square and feet 80 yeah. gas pumps. It, right, um, right, and, yes, and I think I it's actually going to be a little bigger than fifty thousand. Fifty thousand was sort of sort of the benchmark, and they said it's going to eclipse that by a bit, which is a massive travel center. Twenty electric vehicle charging stations, free in-store Wi-Fi. Yeah, they say it'll eclipse fifty thousand square feet. We don't know exactly what that means. Um, so this will be I-70 and Nolan Road, right in that area, uh, in an old Kmart spot, which would make sense given how big of a footprint the Wallys will have. Um, it looks cool. It, it's because we've got the image here of what um, of what it may look like. So the way they describe it is, um, again, I've never been to Bucky's, but I, I need someone to compare the two for me. On their website, they call it Home of the Great American Road Trip. Yep. And it's picture everything you would want in a travel center. Um, and they, there was one version of this that said that they um, break it up into like three areas in various, various things that you need. <laughs> but the Fox 4 version said, how many travel centers do you know of that feature a barbecue carving station or a popcorn <laughs> station where employees serve freshly made batches in flavors like pizza and caramel corn? or caramel corn, however you want to do it. Um, that's Wally's, they said. Uh, the first location was in Pontiac. There was a second one that opened in St. Louis. For the life of me, I can't find where the third one is. We will be the fourth. Okay. And and it's just growing in the Midwest. Yeah. I, when Do do we know when the one in St. Louis opened? Because I don't remember that being there when I was there. And I've March only, of last year. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I've only been here for about three and a half years. So, uh, yeah, March of last year would make sense. I'm going to have to stop by the next time I'm driving through town. But that, uh, I mean, just just to have that there. The one thing, and, and I'm not trying to find a reason to just, you know, dust this off, but that area, I-70 and Nolan Road, that's a mess. I, I mean. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I, it, it is. Getting on and off the interstate there is a pain in the butt. So what I'm hoping is that with all of the extra traffic that this is going to draw mm -hmm. is that this the city of Independence is going to do something to fix that. It's just, or Wally's may do something to help fix it. That's true. Yeah, quite frankly, it, it, because it's in their interest to do so. I yeah. mean, you want that ingress and egress to be as easy as possible. And right now, it frankly just isn't. Here are the three sections, and then we'll get to the calls here for those who have never been. One section of each store is for standard C store items. I think that's short for convenience store items mm -hmm. like candy and beverages. Another is for made to order food service. And the third features clothes, home goods, kitchen supplies, and more. That's going to be more along the, uh, not not exclusively, but I think that's going to be more designed almost like a truck stop. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds like what they're aiming for there because I don't know how many people go to a travel center for housewares unless you're on the road all the time. The third one's going to be in Indianapolis, by the way, and it hasn't opened oh, okay. yet. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, it, it's okay. akin to the, the other one that comes up when that discussion of Wally's and Bucky's and all of that comes up is the I uh, the I-80 world's largest truck stop in Iowa that kind of is along those same lines. It's a uh, it's a tourist attraction as much uh -huh. as it is a travel center. So I guess they're hoping that it's going to be that same thing. That is massive, though. That's huge. A couple of you are arguing me with me about what the location is. I'm just telling you what the stories tell me. They say it is a former Kmart site in Independence near I-70 and Nolan Road. Somebody who knows Independence better than I do can 
call Fox 4 and tell them that they're lying. It's it's funny that the very first text we got in on this was somebody saying, that's a horrible location. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks so. But maybe this will be, again, that, that shove in the back that they're going to need to get this thing fixed up a little bit and make that easier to get on and off there. Well, and it's going to be well lit. Some of you are complaining about homeless and some of the people that are around there. I mean, this is a massive space that's going to be cleaned up and cleared out. And that's also not something that's limited to Nolan Road and I-70 either. I mean, would you rather have that or would you rather have the the phony, my daughter needs an operation people standing by the thing in, in, you know, the, the ones we see in Overland Park all the time? No matter where you go, unfortunately, there's going to be that kind of a pain in the butt because, well, they have a right to be there. All right, so if you've been to both, compare them for me. And I think we have Shauna on the line who can give us some insight. Hi, Shauna. Hi, how are you guys? Doing well. What's on your mind? I have been uh, to both. So I travel the same route as Jamie when I go to Michigan. We have a lake house up there, and I drive it five, six times a year. And the one in Pontiac is uh, Wally's. And it's huge, uh, but it's not nearly as big as Bucky's, if that can even be imaginable. He's <laughs> <laughs> is even bigger than Wally's and um, the Wally's is a lot more like, I would say it's more for truckers, but um, my understanding is that they don't allow truckers. That's, there's some confusion about that, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of food, you know, barbecue pork sandwiches, chicken sandwiches um, made on the spot there. They've got jerky, a lot of popcorn that's made on the spot a lot of snacks, um, of course, a ton of bathrooms and, you know, gas pumps and all of that. But Bucky's is bigger, even even bigger, and it's down in Texas, of course. My dad lived in Corpus for a while, so I was driving down there quite a bit. And um, they've got the nuggets and the fudge, and um, they have a lot more um, um, knick-knacky stuff. You know, um, you had a sign, the decor with all the words on it and, you know, grandma's home and, you know, all that stuff. You had to go and bring up the beaver nuggets, didn't you? You just you had to do that. We talked about that when we heard about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got a toothache just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. All right. Good deal. Now, which one did you say to your knowledge doesn't allow truckers? Is that Wally's? I have heard online that Wally's doesn't allow truckers. Um, I mean, I think they don't have, like, showers and, you know, stuff okay. like that. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, right. Shauna, excellent. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, I wonder, do they do that, like, sort of discourage that, not not allow them in. I mean, you can't just keep them out, but uh, discourage that by not having the kind of diesel pumps that are designed that for be. for big rigs, that sort of thing. I'm on their website. I'll try to figure it out. What I'm laughing about with the one in Pontiac is, um, do they all have roundabouts to get into them, or is it just the one in Pontiac? Because that's what I laugh about is you have to go through this massive roundabout, and there's nothing Americans stink at more than trying to get around a roundabout, and you have to get to it before you get to the Wallies. It's just hilarious. It's even on their website. Uh, All right, we have to get to a break. If you have further insight, Ashley, hang hang on the line with us here for a second. We'll get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. We are getting a Wally's, not Bucky's, a Wally's described as a luxury travel center. Uh, it'll be the fourth in the country. Uh, St. Louis, Pontiac, Illinois has got one, and then they're putting one in Indianapolis. It's going to go 
near the area-ish of I-70 and Nolan Road in the former Kmart site there. And um, I think we got an answer about the truckers question. I think it is Bucky's, in fact, that does not allow truckers uh-huh. in there. That would make sense because, yeah, Bucky seems to be a lot more geared toward you and me than it would mm-hmm. be to things like, you know, CB radios and all of the other stuff that goes along with what you normally see in a like a Flying J or a place that's designed to be half and half truck stop and, you know, for us plebes. I am just surprised that any business that is that large that could put the gas pumps in or diesel pumps in for truckers does not allow them. In fact, I was looking at stories out of San Antonio where apparently there was a big fight about it. And Bucky said, we do not design the the infrastructure and the layout for truckers. It's just not our thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is a little strange, especially considering how concentrated they are in Texas. But I mean, their business model is their business model. Let's go to Ashley, who's in Junction City this morning. Hello, Ashley. Hey, guys. Uh, the site that they're talking about is at the northeast corner of Nolan Road and I-70. It's a big strip mall there. It was a Kmart. It was um, also, it's been a northern tool. There's a huge parking lot there that would be perfect for this. Um, the high-flow diesel pumps are great, and if Bucky's doesn't want to have truckers there, all right, because that's about four or $500 to fill up those tanks. I'm, I'm thinking, shot. yeah, and I'm thinking about what else is there at that corner, at that northeast corner, because uh, I know where you're talking about. It's sort of back in the back, which is another interesting thing is in terms of getting over to it. But is that going to swallow up things like the Hardys that's there and, and other stuff, or is it all going to be concentrated back behind that? I hope it's all going to be concentrated back behind that. And I'm like you, I hope they redo that intersection because that intersection is absolutely terrible to try to get around. But that's where it's at. As long as they have bathrooms like Staff Brothers has, I am happy. Staff Brothers has the best bathrooms on the road. There you go. All right, uh, Ashley, well done. Thank you. yeah, it, especially, I mean, it's hard enough. That intersection is hard enough in a car. I can't imagine mm-hmm. trying to get a big rig down there. Yeah, I just assume they'll fix it. I, I'm laughing at how much people are are upset about the location. It, it's, let's talk about the fact that we're getting it. I'm, I'm just yeah. amused at, at how upset people, there's a reason they chose that location, right? I mean, they could have, there's a lot of I-70 they could have picked. They could have gone on the other side of Kansas City too. There's a reason that they put it there. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, you go a couple of miles back out farther. You know, I know there's already a couple of big or bigger convenience store truck stop sort of things at at the Blue Springs exits. But this is going to eclipse those. And surely, I mean, you would imagine that the real estate would be a little cheaper out there as well. But they did this for a reason. You're absolutely accurate. When you look at Wally's.com and the kinds of things that they promote on their website for why you should go there. I'm looking at the fresh, fast, refreshing section. There is a beef jerky bar (laughs) at these, which if that's not the truest thing to find in a truck stop, I don't know what is. Yeah. And the carving station. Like, are you going to get carved meat? Is is that what I assume that, like, that's... Oh, yeah, well... And it depends on where you go. I mean, some of the the truck stop places, I'm trying to remember, there's one in uh, kind of in the Belleville, Illinois area that has a uh, Cinnabon inside it. Uh-huh. So you can go to the truck stop and then you can go inside there and go to Cinnabon. I mean, it's not even separate. It's like right there on the floor. It's a little mini one inside. And yeah, I mean, going with those sorts of things with a more luxury, like the carving stations and all that, it may seem weird, but that's just where the business is headed. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, 
just the things that they advertise there and where the money is. That was one of the things that came up is that there's a lot of money in having a big foot. I, I assume that land is cheap. I assume yeah. that, that was not an expensive purchase. But the EV charging stations are a big deal at these in terms of how they make money. And that's why there's so many of them. Uh, that are there. I lost my list, but yeah. Yeah, and somebody else mentioned this is absolutely accurate. If you go across the street, across Nolan Road from where we're talking about, there's already a fair size QT right there. And you wonder how much of their, uh, you know, how much business the QT is going to lose. But I think, I mean, in a way, that's different clientele. Bucky's is looking for people traveling through. They're not looking for somebody that works in the area who's looking to stop by and get a cheap Coke. Wally's. I, you know, Wally's. I'm sorry. I'm stuck <laughs> I know, on Bucky. I, know. I got beaver nuggets on the brain and I can't stop. <laughs> but, I, I understand. Yes. <laughs> They're both quick, you know, short, short names. I get it. Um, all right. I think uh, Dan and Lawrence has more insight for us. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you guys today? <laughs> Hanging in Great. there. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, so just so you know, been to Bucky's and Wally's both. Um, Wally's is trucker friendly, but it is definitely not a truck stop. Okay. They have some parking spots that are big enough for a semi to fit in for our 30 minute break, stop, get lunch, but they do not have high speed diesel pumps. Um, anyone that I have currently been to now, if this new one does, that would be different, but the ones that currently exist do not. So they're going to leave that to jet and flying J and the rest of them. Correct. Yes. And, uh, in the Wally's parking lot, there are signs that specifically ask for no, uh, long-term parking. Okay. So no overnight parking, things like that. So it's a nice hybrid because it does give us a place to stop, um, get some good food, things like that, um, that are better than a normal truck stop, but we cannot stop there overnight to try to just keep it from filling up and allowing the cars to be able to get in and out safely without having to navigate through a bunch of semis. Yeah. Well, and, and generally speaking, yeah, you kind of beat me to it. Cause I was going to ask you about that. Uh, you, you normally see the truck stop truck stops kind of out in the hinterlands. And I would guess that's more convenient for you. You don't want to go wrestling with cars when you're trying to get your, your truck fueled up and all the rest of it. And most, and almost every truck stop, when you see them, there's a entrance for trucks and an entrance yep. for cars okay. for that specific reason. But uh, the Wally's is slightly different because it's the same entrance. They have designed it big enough to get semis in and out, but they do not want you there for long term. Got it. Excellent. Okay. Hey, Dan, thank you. Awesome. You guys have a great day. You do the Thanks. same. Yeah. You too. I think it's cool. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. I, I never, when I go home, I don't go that way. I usually, it's it makes more sense for me to go up, um, north, yeah. up, yeah, up and across from uh, over to Hannibal. So I don't, I don't take I-70 unless... Unless I think I'm going to be tired and I need the extra traffic or something. But it's, but. But it's so pretty, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, is it, it pretty? I mean, Columbia is a decent little town, you know? Yeah, but it's... I'm just I'm talking about what you're looking at the entire <laughs> way between here and St. Louis. Oh, look, another bush. It gets so much better when you get to Illinois, by the way, too, to take that oh, yeah. take that trek up on I-55 as well. So uh, so we have that to look forward to. And, yes, we do know that Springfield, Missouri, is getting the Buckies. So you could do the little twofer. You'd have to go south a little bit and go yep. down to take a little ride to Springfield. I told you Springfield's the only town uh, nearby that I've been to where I thought, I've never been to Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to go and check it out. And I got there, and an hour later I said, I'm not staying here. I'm and done. I left. Yep. That was it. Just checked so. it off the list. Tick. Yes, yes, and never have to go back. All right, coming up, uh, we will take a break. We have a woman who attempted to confront some shoplifters uh, here on the plaza. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Story comes to us out of Fox 4. Uh, We have an Army veteran and a mother of three who was sitting in her vehicle when she noticed a couple of women with arms arms full of clothes from the Moose Jaw store here on the plaza running toward a vehicle. And it's what she did first and how this escalated that's making news yeah well first of all yeah this is another reason why maybe confronting somebody who has already committed a crime is something you ought to leave to the police i'm not going to get down on her because i understand the the desire to do that i mean you want to help right you want to be a good citizen and when you see somebody committing a crime you want to see if there's anything you can do to stop them but she got a gun stuck in her face and that's I'm that's always going to be the worry, right? Is that when, if, when, and if you confront somebody like that, that's somebody who you already know is a criminal and you're taking conceivably your life in your hands. Thankfully she made it through this without a hole in her. So let's, um, there's a quite a bit of play by play to get through here. Uh, her name is Rochelle Adams said she saw two women running to a car loaded down with clothes. It ended up being about $2,000 worth of clothes that they had on them. Uh, The clothes were on hangers, followed by a store employee also running out. And at the time, this woman is sitting at a stoplight. She says, I lifted my phone up to take a picture of the driver. So they get in their car and they take off. And at that moment, she lifted a gun and pointed it at me. Again, this is Rochelle Adams saying that. Then I decided I wasn't going to move and chaos ensued. Adams said the woman with the gun then got inside her vehicle, trying to wrestle away her phone and move her foot off the brake. Wow. But she held her ground. Um, And apparently this woman then gets back in the car and video shows them ramming her car trying to get away. Because the passenger door on on her truck was open. So Mm -hmm. as the getaway car was trying to get by, the, the open door was between them and being able to drive off. So they just tried to drive through her passenger door and take it off. Now, thankfully, they didn't do that either. But the, her vehicle was badly damaged. So was the one that was the getaway car, as you might imagine. 
And she went through all of this, again, just because she was trying to do the right thing and be a good person. She just wanted to get a snap of their face right? so that if they were arrested, she could say, hey, I, I have pictures of them. It was indeed her. And you would never think in doing that that this is how it's going to go. And I don't know at what point, and we can we can certainly talk through this, once the woman points a gun in, her, in your face, what do you do? You're at a stoplight. Yeah. So you can't just go through. I don't know what intersection this was at. But you can't just go through the intersection. So what do you do? All you did was take a picture. Yeah, that's a good point. As I, evidence. I don't know where Moose Jaw is. Is it a clothing store? I'm guessing from, from what they stole. This was yeah. $2,000 in clothing. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, I'll have to look at a map because um, I don't know exactly. But that's, um, you know, the, there's another thing that bothers me. And you're right. I mean, we can talk some about what happened here and whether or not it's a good idea to even do what she did. Because... You know, as I said before, she confronted them, kind of, but it's not like mm -hmm. she got out of her car. You know, it's not like she and didn't got approach out. Them. And, right, exactly. All she was doing was holding her her phone up, and they saw her doing that, and that was enough to conceivably put her life in danger. But can we talk for a minute about the fact that Channel Four blurred the face of the person pointing the gun? Why? This is their explanation for that. Um, they said in their story, at this point, police have not released that photo of the suspect as a person of interest. And since the person has not been charged, Fox 4 is blurring the woman's face. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I disagree. They, they may not have released that picture or that you know, photograph of that woman as a person of interest in the theft. But she's pointing the gun in the picture. That's a crime right there. She's committing yeah. a crime in the photograph and she's in public. We talk all the time about how you have a lower expectation of privacy or no expectation of privacy when you're in public. Look, it's, it's Channel 4's editorial decision to make, not mine. But I can tell you, were it me sitting at the editor's desk, I'm running that picture so that everybody can see the face of that woman and say, look, I mean, how many times do we see that on doorbell cameras and other things? If you see the, this person, call the police. And now we can't do that because they blurred her face. I don't know what she looks like. And the only benefit of the doubt I'm going to give Fox for having no clue um, what was in their heads it's possible they were waiting for police to say something like, we are look, help us find this woman. Like maybe they were waiting, maybe police aren't looking for her. Maybe police don't want to spook her. And so you figure, I don't know what everybody else did. I didn't see who else had the story to see what anybody else did with the yeah, picture. Yeah, that's true. But it's possible they are waiting for police to say directly, here's this woman, we need your help finding her. I... <sighs> Even so, I mean, the woman who was victimized in this, the woman who had her car hit and, mm -hmm. and was assaulted by these people, that seems like it ought to be enough for them to say a crime was definitely committed here. And we have a photograph of the person who was committing that crime. You don't, whether or not she's you know, innocent until proven guilty, yes. Innocent until proven guilty of the shoplifting, absolutely. But when you have her on camera doing something that is against the brandishing a weapon is against the law. Assault is yeah. against the law. Who are you trying to protect here? The only thing that I could think of is that they're trying to protect themselves from lawsuit. Here's the other thing that comes to mind is that um, it is not uncommon, as I use the double negative, for media outlets to have the policy of not releasing the name 
of a suspect until they've been charged. In fact, there are some media outlets that I know of that won't even release the name after they've been arrested. Yeah. They wait until they've actually been charged. And I don't, if Fox 4 has that policy, I can see them not wanting to release the photo either because they're not, you wouldn't release the name if they haven't been charged. But even just in the interest of public safety, you have somebody here who, because a woman pointed her camera at them, responded by pointing a gun at her. In the interest of public safety, we need to know who that person is. I, I, and like I said at the outset of this, it's their editorial decision. And if they have a policy that says that and they don't want to violate their own policy in this case, if they don't see the justification for that, that's fine. I will disagree with that decision forever. It's interesting. The woman that had the gun dropped her own phone on the road in the middle of this <laughs> because scuffle. Criminals are geniuses. That's why. Which uh. Adams, the woman that was in the at the light, picked up and gave to police. <laughs> Good for her. This is going to end with that woman being arrested in part because she dropped her phone and yeah. they're going to figure out who it is. How do we feel about the woman taking the picture, though? Um, I have to be honest, what this gets me back to is our conversation about road rage, about all she's doing is taking a picture as evidence of a crime. Yeah. Or as evident, you know, I mean, it's, it's, and it's the same thing you might do, you know, in a road rage incident or something, taking a picture of the person's license plate that you saw was being a jerk so you could tell police. Is that not something we can do now? Can, can you not do that? Because they might point a gun at you and try to get in your car and yeah. take your foot off the brake? Yeah, I mean, how many stories have we had over just the last two days of people pulling guns for idiotic reasons? So, I mean, it seems like you can't do much of anything, including poking your head out your own front door without risk of having somebody point a gun at you. But, yeah, in this case, I mean, just just to set up the scenario, as unlikely as it may be, maybe you know, the, the woman who, who used the camera, all she did was try to take a picture and did take a picture of the person who was running away. Now, you could say, all right, that's not necessarily a crime in and of itself. Maybe they bought a bunch of clothes from, you know, from this moose jaw place and they were in a real hurry. So they ran to their car and they left their credit card sitting on the counter and the employee was running out after them to give them their credit card. That's not what happened. Oh. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that's what happened. Yeah. But, it, but it could, and it would explain why something that looked like a crime might not be a crime. So nobody's going to convict them just based on that. Mm -hmm. But that's going to you know, go back to interviews with the people at Moose Jaw and all of the rest of it. But the, it's the pointing the gun part on camera that, to me, opens the door for them to be able to do that. And, and to your question... I mean, it goes right back to, do you ever get involved? Do you ever take the step or do you just pretend nothing's happening and drive away and not risk anything like this happening to you? I don't like living in that universe, if that's true. I agree. I don't like having to think about it that hard. I don't like having to feel like I can't, because you want people to want to help. Yes, in, in a situation like that or any situation where you witness a crime maybe happening. I'm going to step out on a limb here. And, you know, I don't want to speak for, for the victim in this case, but I'm going to do my best to try because given the fact that she did this in the first place, my guess would be that even after having that gun pointed at her and after having her truck damaged, she'd do it again. Yeah, she kind of makes, she kind of sounds like she's pretty tough. Yep. I mean, she's like, I was not having it. <laughs> yeah. 
Army and, veteran, I was not having it. And good for her. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm like you. I would I would want to help, and I would want people around me. I mean, if I were the victim here, I would want people around me to do the same thing. At, at the very least, take that step of taking your phone out and get a picture of the license plate, get a picture mm-hmm. of the person behind it. Do whatever you can. Let's go to Stephen in Kansas City. He's got a word or two to say. Hey, Stephen. Hey, hello. I kind of agree with the lady. Um, if you keep letting the criminals have their way, they're only going to get braver. Yeah. Um, have you ever found yourself in a position to do something like that to help out? Um, once in a while, you know, kind of have to take your lumps or else, you know, you're going to get lumped. Yeah. And thank you, Stephen. I, I, it's it's a hard decision to make, and it's the kind of thing where I wouldn't hack on somebody who decided that they didn't want to confront. Now, there's a line in the sand, though, going all the way back to the the famous Kitty Genovese case from the 1960s in New York, with a woman who was stabbed to death, and a bunch of people who heard what was going on didn't call the police, didn't do anything from the apartment building that was adjacent to where that crime happened. Pick up the phone, call the mm-hmm. cops. I mean, there's no reason in the world not to do that. And too often, nobody wants to do anything to get involved. But the more involved you get, the more at risk you're putting yourself. There's no kidding yourself about that. Someone makes a really good point in the text line. There are cameras everywhere yeah. here. In that store, on the plaza, they already would have her picture. They do, but we don't, it, which is my which is my point behind that. There's a reason to protect public safety. I mean... Let's say I see this woman, I see her picture, and, uh, you know, in the news story or online or wherever, because apparently there are pictures of her without the blur that are circulating online as well, which is fine. But I see that picture. I see her out and about. I call the cops and say, hey, that woman you're looking for, she's right here. 913-586-7798 if you you want in here. Just a couple of you have said the picture's out on social media. Like, she took the picture. Yeah. She can do whatever she owns it. She can do whatever she wants with it. So, yeah, this, again, this is the kind of thing that's prime for Kansas City Reddit if it's not already up there. Definitely. That's because she can put it anywhere. All right, if you have thoughts here, uh, feel free to get in. Before we wrap the hour, we know who is going to be switching, uh, flipping the switch at the Plaza Lighting Ceremony. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. This guy, Tech Nine, is going to be flipping the switch Thanksgiving night at the Plaza Lighting Ceremony. Uh, He put out a statement saying uh, he never thought that this would get to happen to him being a kid at 5816 Forest. Uh, (laughs) But it's a favorite tradition of his and thrilled to be doing it. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's been a little while since the song came out. You know, Mm -hmm. I guess it takes time for it to really be solidified in terms of the the local zeitgeist. But uh, very cool. And you were saying the other morning they're already starting to test out things a little bit, maybe? I'm looking right now. Yeah. A couple of mornings ago, uh, I saw him on, which jarred me for a second. They've been testing them. Um, it's, in fact, I hear them all the time out with their cranes and stuff, checking to make sure everything's working. So, is that just and, checking different light bulbs and stuff, making sure everything is actually going to light up and there's no like <laughs> missing teeth or like a missing T on the Western Auto sign, for example? I would love to know. Um, boy, this would be interesting to to uh, get the background on at some point, but like, is everything on one circuit? So if one light bulb goes out, they all go out. <laughs> yeah, like they're wired in series, like the old uh, the old Christmas tree lights. Yeah, you got to sit there loosening every bulb, going, nope, it's not that one. Do they? Yeah, do they have to go through and check them all? So, um, I assume you have not been 
to a plaza lighting ceremony? Not to the ceremony. I have been okay. through while the lights are on before. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll be gone this year. I'll be on vacation, but um, Aww. but but uh, it's okay. I live here. Good I point. see it yeah. all the time. So in fact, it's it's what gets me out of putting up a Christmas tree because I have the plaza lights right out my window. What are the hours? When do they when do they you know come on every night or do they just stay on all the time? Or I mean, you can't do that. You'd have light blazing into your place at three o'clock in the morning. I should know the answer to that, right? Here's what I know. They're on when I go to bed. Yep. They are on when I get up in the morning. Oh, they are. Okay, so maybe they do. Um, but, but maybe they turn them off f- like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. or something. Got I, it. I, I, if anybody knows, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I mean, it's pretty. Last year was when, wasn't it last year that they kept them up through February? Yes. Or was it the year before? That's kind of cool. I don't hate that, that they keep them on for longer because it's just, January is just such a dark, dreary, gray <laughs> month that it's kind of nice to just have the light. So, but that's why I love January. It's dark and dreary and gray, like my soul. It's just a bummer. It's just <laughs> like that's what I should usually. I should do a trip in January. I just never think about it. I always do it at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I just never. I don't have my act together like that. Uh, okay. There's a lot of news out of the CMA's Country Music Association Awards that came out last night. We won't have time to get to all this here, but we'll we'll do a little bit of it here and we'll do more coming up in the next hour. Um, but I wanted to start off with Tracy Chapman. This is the original song that she put out 35 years ago. She wrote it, came out in 1988, and last night she became the first black songwriter to win CMA song of the year because uh, Luke Combs did it also. And then he releases it. And this is what gets her the award. That's a stunning statistic to me. I mean, the first black artist ever to win a CMA for song of the year. How did Charlie pride never win song of the year? I mean, for that so matter, the songwriters award. Yeah, did he write? I, I think he did. I think okay. uh, I don't know that he wrote all of his stuff, but I think he was he was a songwriter of some stripe. And and even well, I guess I was going to say Darius Rucker, but then a lot of the songs that Darius Rucker had that were incredibly popular in country music were not his. Uh, some of them were covers. Yeah, even um, yeah, it's it's interesting because they're. It would not surprise me if there were very few black songwriters in country. Oh, sure. But there have been a songwriters award. Yeah, that's true. And if for, yeah, for all of the, uh, the successful black artists that there have been in country over time. Yeah. I'm not sure how many of them wrote their biggest hits because I mean, country music like rock and roll is, uh, full of songwriters who never, ever, I mean, for that matter, uh, um, Oh, yeah. I mean, there there were songwriters that never, ever had a hit, that never, ever mm-hmm. sang a song. I mean, uh, Jerry Goffin never sang a song, but wrote, I don't know how many hits between 1960 and 1980. And then you have really major stars who, and I kind of get annoyed that it's a little bit, again, this is one thing I appreciate about Taylor Swift, say what you will. She writes, and I just yeah. appreciate that. But Tim McGraw doesn't write his own stuff. George Strait has had a gazillion number one hits. He doesn't write a thing. Sure. So it, it, sometimes it doesn't matter. I just respect that a lot. And it's just cool that 35 years later and, and Luke Combs like didn't call her. He just grew up listening to that song in his dad's truck on cassette and thought it would be a cool song to, to make. And it hit number one. It was there for a really long time and got incredibly popular. It's cool that now she's getting 
that recognition. Yeah. So. And, and we can also talk about the fact that it just solidifies again that country music is rock, rock and pop with a southern accent. <laughs> you know, that's really only, that, those two versions of that song were not tremendously different. No, but it's funny you pointed this out the first time we talked about this that Luke Combs tends to under enunciate a little bit and yes. kind of drops off the end of words. I kind of appreciate I, I kind of appreciate that they're just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And his is a little softer and and I don't know, I just kind of like them both. So there's more to get into coming up later. We'll talk about Winona Judd and Jelly Roll and some of the other stuff that came out of the CMAs last night uh, as well. Coming up, Lenexa police warning about pickpocketers. Get to that and more in the next hour here on KMBZ. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.